You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Turn to Exodus chapter 28. Exodus 28. When the minister, the priest, would get cleansed, he could go offer for sins. When the people got cleansed, something always took place. The presence of God showed up. We have moved back in. We're back in our church, our building that we've been out of the building for 15 months, really. We're back in. And it's very, uh, it's just understandable that we want the presence of God. I wonder in these 472 days that we were shut down, what has entered the life of a Christian? All over the country, I know of people that have gone AWOL on God. They just quit. They got out of church. I know of people that have destroyed their lives as Christians during COVID. Some turned to drink. Some turned to drugs. Some turned to immorality. Some turned to crime. Some turned to just gorging themselves. It's an amazing thing how quickly we can replace God. I've really not seen that in our church here. Well, we have some that have left. I know that. And are just sort of sitting at home. I thank God for the spirit of the people of the North Valley Baptist Church. One of the things I want you to do to pray for all these pastors and the pastors of our church throughout the auditorium and myself, I want you to pray that we would always minister, serve God in holiness. God gave a dress, an outfit, a uniform to the high priest. It was so meticulous. The breastplate had a stone with the tribes, six of them on this side and six on this side. And, and he had an ephod, he had a robe. Colors were so important. Blue was a predominant color. Why? Well, blue is the most, uh, most popular color in the world. It's, you'll see it everywhere. You look to the ocean, it's blue. You look to the sky, it's blue because blue is grace. And the minister, the high priest, would go minister on the behalf of the people of God. He had to confess his sins first. God wanted him to be reminded, as you serve me, he said in chapter number 28, verse 36, thou shalt make a plate of pure gold and grave upon it like the gravings of the signet, holiness to the Lord. The, I'll use the word preacher, the minister, the, as he's called in verse 35, the high priest, he was to have on the bill of his head holiness to the Lord. Sometimes you'll see some churches, old buildings, they're not new buildings anymore, but the old buildings, sometimes they're in downtowns all over America. And they're Nazarene churches, even though that now they might be something else. They might be rummage centers. You never know what they are. But over the door, it was always engraved over the door, Nazarene church, holiness under the Lord. It's taken from this text right here. 
And you know, may that be engraved on our church and on our foreheads and our hat, that everything as a preacher of the gospel, it should be holiness to the Lord. The next chapter, as you look at chapter number 21, verse 4, and Aaron, verse 1 said, And this thing thou shalt do unto me, hallow them to minister. Hallow means to make holy. Uh, none of these men and the preachers and myself should ever approach this sacred desk with being unclean, being unholy. God says we to minister to me in the priest's office. Verse 4, And Aaron and his sons thou shalt bring to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and wash them with water. And verse number 7, Thou shalt take the anointing oil and pour it upon the head and anoint him. Thou shalt bring his sons and they also shall be consecrated. Verse number 9. The book of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, particularly chapter 19, uh, deals with this of the high priest. Uh, the high priest has no business ministering to God unless he's clean. You know, I want you to pray for your pastor. I want you to pray that he'll keep his life clean and right before God and holy before God. I, I'm, all the years I've been here, I've never mentioned this. And I'm sure it's going to be somewhat laughed at at times. But every time I preach, I always shower ahead of time. If I preach on Sunday morning, I shower. And preach on Sunday night, I shower. And preach on Wednesday night, I shower again, though I have. Uh, I, I, to me, it's always, I know that's not required, but it's a reminder to me, I want my outside clean. Amen. And I want the inside clean. I try to ponder, Lord, what is this mind thought about? What has these eyes seen? What have these ears heard? What has this mouth said? What have these hands done? Where have these feet have taken me? God, as I minister to the people of God, May I do it in holiness. God blesses holiness. And so tonight, it's important that a man, uh, Brother Cooper just read it, let a man examine himself. I've known for weeks I'm coming to the subject and I keep examining myself. And throughout the day, as we had a work day around here, and I was working around here, and I kept thinking, Lord, I want to be clean before you. I know that's your heart's desire. I, I, I know leadership must be clean. And when I say leadership, and I know it's the high priest, but I think if you're a deacon, you ought to be clean. I think if you're a Sunday school teacher, you ought to be clean. I think if you're a bus worker, you ought to be clean. I think if you're an usher, you ought to be clean. I, I think in any leadership position, you ought to be clean before God, inside and outside. We confess our sins. We cleanse ourselves. The Bible said, David said of leadership, wash me and I shall be cleaned from my iniquity. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Create in me a clean heart. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. First John says, the Bible says in, in Psalm in chapter 19, cleanse me from secret faults. When I say the word secret sins, uh, Brother Eli Reynolds preached it at our youth conference out in the tents. And that message we'll never forget because he said, what secret sin do you have today? What secret sin is in your life? And he said, I don't have to come and, and tell you what it is. Right now, you're thinking about it, what it is. Is there a secret sin leadership tonight? Dad, you're the leader of the home. Is there a secret sin 
tonight that needs to be confessed. We talked about forgiveness on Sunday morning as I preached, and there's a verse over in Psalm, uh, Proverbs 28, and verse number 13. The Bible said, Whosoever uh, 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 covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh, I can cover my sin, or I can confess my sin, and then conquer my sin. But if I don't confess my sin, I'll never conquer anything. Sometimes I think that we think in leadership we're, 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 we're exempt from, you know, doing wrong. I, I moved up the ranks. I, I started working in this area and then began this. And then I became a Sunday school teacher and then became a deacon. And now I'm the pastor. And so I'm sort of exempt from sin. The Bible said if we have, say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. John, a 90-year-old preacher, was telling that to his little children who are members of the church. He said, God's people sin. And that's why we confess our sins. He cleanses from all unrighteousness. And so today we think of the priest and how the priest must be clean. But the people have to be clean too. You know, when you find a church where the pastor is clean and when the people are clean, there is absolutely no telling what God's going to do. But pastors have to be clean and people have to be clean. I wonder tonight if we could take an examination before we celebrate the table. How are you doing with the Word of God? Well, shall I read it every day? Are we reading it and obeying it? Are we keeping the commandments of God? Are we obeying what God is telling us to do? There are 613 commandments in the Bible. 365 of them are negative. The remaining are positive. Do we know what the commandments of God, what He's telling us to do? The Bible says... Now you are clean through his word. When you read the word that it says, be kind to one another, and then immediately after we read it, we're not kind to one another, internet friends. We're not kind in the church to one another. We're not kind in the home. Perhaps we're harsh as a father or a mother or as a child. We're not clean then. Because the word of God has been discounted. It's been ignored. God's word cleans us. John chapter number 15 verse 3 tells us. How are we doing with the word of God? How are we doing with a proper evaluation of our life where we are? Proverbs tells us this. All the ways of man are clean in his own eyes. Yes, but what about in God's eyes? In God's eyes, am I clean? And when we justify, and we, I'm okay, not not really anything wrong with me. And we justify ourselves. Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. Paul became honest with himself. He said he's prone to wander. In chapter 6 of Romans, things I do I should not do and things I don't do. And that was the apostle Paul, the great apostle Paul. He came to a point where he was honest with himself about his condition. How are we doing with the Word of God? How are we doing with 
evaluating ourselves. How are we doing with our hearts? God says in James 4, because we are to cleanse our hands and purify our hearts, otherwise we will be double-minded, divided-minded. Is there a worldly mind and a spiritual mind? Is there a money-hungry mind and there's a, a sacrificial mind? Is there an obedient mind and a rebellious mind? God says, listen, that needs to be cleansed. Cleanse your heart, cleanse your hands. How are we doing with confession? My Bible says, cleanse us, beloved, from our filthiness of our flesh. Do you go to bed at night and ponder your sins of the day? Do you ponder the failures of the Christian life? Say, if I do that, it'd be so discouraging. But that's cleansing. That's clean. God wants us to be so, so clean. I want you to turn your Bibles, and I want you to read with me, if you will, in the book of, of, of Psalms, chapter 139, before we pass the elements. Psalm 139. As you turn there, there's an amazing thing when the priest became clean and the people became clean. I was visiting with one of our deacons, Brother John Morris, last night. And he said, did you notice that the glory of the Lord came down? We talked about this with the deacons that we we're going to talk about tonight to get them ready. And that when the people and the priests were clean, the glory of God came down. There was a shout in the church. There was a song in the church. Uh, and, and there was a, the people of God moved in unity and heart, one accord. And, and you see it through the scriptures, how that they moved forward. But when they were dirty and when there was confusion, like in the day of Korah, and attacking the leadership, and the leadership perhaps maybe being abusive at times, who knows? But the church did not go forward. The church had to be, the Old Testament, we call the church in the New Testament, the Old Testament tabernacle and temple and the people of God and sacrifices, had, we had to be clean. If I were to choose my favorite song, and you know my favorite song is When We See Christ, but I've often wondered if I would really choose it over, this would have probably been my favorite song because I can remember singing it in church so often. We would sing it on Sunday night. And the Bible says this in Psalm 139. And I want you to notice with me verse 23. Let's read it together. Ready? Begin. Search me, O God. And see if there be any wicked way. David said, I want you, God, to search me. I want you to examine me. I want you to reveal to me. And tonight, the purpose of the Lord's table is to examine ourselves and to search your heart. In the last 18 months, how, how has this been? And how has this been? And how has this been? And these hands, even on computers, was it Christ-like? Was it Christ-honoring? Or was it harsh? Or was it tearing down others? I think we ought to take inventory tonight. I'm going to ask you to do that. 
Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.